Everyone knows Henrik Zetterberg, the legend, drafted in 1999, played his entire career with the Red Wings, the Conn Smythe winner, helped the Wings win the 2008 Stanley Cup championship. Then when Nick Lidstrom retired, he became the captain and fearlessly led the team for several years after that. That's his hockey career. But now he's dabbling in sort of a, a paddle sport and it's come to Metro Detroit. Let's bring in the captain. Welcome to JR Morning, Henrik Zetterberg. Thank you so much. Happy to be on. I miss talking to you in the Red Wings locker room. I got to tell you that. Yeah, no, it was uh, good times down there. Most of the time was good times, but, you know, we had some interviews that was a little bit sad too, but tried to keep it as good as possible. Well, the team actually is heading in the right direction. We'll ask you about that at the end of this, but talk to me about this paddle sport. It's got elements of pickleball, tennis, racquetball, and it's in Sterling Heights. And how'd you get involved? Well, it's a so long story short, when I retired, moved back to Sweden, um, and the sport of paddle was just exploding here in Sweden. And I didn't have much to do. I didn't want to go to the gym, didn't want to, you know, go out and run. So I started playing this uh, new racket sport and I got hooked right away. Um, and then it has had really during the pandemic here in Sweden, it got really popular. So kind of similar uh, pickleball did in the U.S., I would say. Um, and then, you know, it was three former Red Wings. It was me, Nick Cronwell, and Gus Nyquist, uh, who kind of decided, and we thought this would work really good in uh, in Michigan. And, you know, we started to look into that. And, you know, two and a half years later, now we have, a, you know, facility in Sterling Heights. So, Hank, I've played racket sports my entire life. Squash, platform tennis, tennis, pickle. This this smash padel. What else? Explain it to me. I'm playing inside a a cage there, and is it faster than squash, slower than squash? Just explain it to me. I'm fascinated. Well, yeah, it is is fascinating. So, as you say, you're playing a basically glass in cage and so the ball can basically bounce behind you in the glass um if you use uh, all the walls inside and next to you and behind you uh so it, it could be really fast sport but it also once you get to know it and you play it you will notice that slow is actually good um you see these tennis players coming in and they just try to bomb the ball but it's really hard to actually kill um, a rally, you know, so it just keeps going forever. And that's why for me, it was so good because in the same time, I burned a lot of calories. So (laughs) it was, it it was a nice sport for me. It was nice in my body. Mm -hmm. I thought that my, my back, you know, I had issues running and, and doing that, but this you play on a, on a turf so it's it, it's uh, a little softer on your joints and uh, it is an exciting sport and I think it's hard to explain it but I think as soon as you go on and you kind of just check out paddle on YouTube and whatever uh, you will find the sport really exciting and it's uh, I would say it's a sport for for everyone. Uh, Henrik, are there other places across the United States that, where it's catching on as well that have these type of facilities like the one we have here in Sterling Heights? Yes, yeah. So it's uh, it's 
I think the first couple of them was down in, in the Florida, Miami area. Uh, they have a few in uh, California now. New York has a few. Uh, we are the first one in Michigan. Um, as of now, we're the, actually the largest indoor facility in the U.S., uh, oh. which is kind of – and we, we have eight indoor courts. And the facility I play here in Sweden, it's 25 indoor courts. So when we say in Sweden here now that we have the biggest facility in the U.S., they cannot believe it. So it's, but it's picking on slowly um, over there. And I, I think I'm a big believer that it, it will fit over there. I, uh, it's a good complement to, to pickleball, tennis, and all the other racket sports. And, and uh, you know, we've been open for months now, and it uh, seems like people are really enjoying it. And how do you say the name of the facility? Uh, it's called Smash Paddle. Smash Paddle, but it's okay. P-A-D-E-L instead of P-A-D-D-L-E. So now we know the name. And it, can you go there and learn it if you don't know the game? Absolutely, yep. So we have a uh, drop-in paddle on Mondays, 6 to 8. Um, and on Saturdays, we will have an open play. And uh, then I forced two Swedish paddle pros to move to uh to michigan <laughs> and so uh so right now i would say we will have we probably have the best um coaches in the u.s too they are really good players and uh, they have some good beginner clinics and so you know go on smashpaddle.com and uh, you'll find more information there all right, quickly, I want to ask you about the Red Wings. Watching from afar, we've got the captaincy of Dylan Larkin. We've got the young guys like Lucas Raymond, Mo Sider. What do you think? They're 7-4 and four in their last stretch. Yeah, they, it's exciting. You know, like we all talked about, you know, wanting to have a postseason at Little Caesar. And, you know, this year I have a good feeling. Um, you know, I think this trip out west, is, Western Canada, is going to be huge. Obviously, it was a tough Tough game in Edmonton, but sometimes you just got to tip your hat to the best player in the world, I guess. Right. Uh, you know what? I, I think they have Vancouver tonight, right? Yes. That's the next one. Yeah. Uh, and that was that was a tight game at home last week. So um, th- this trip is big, but I think now all the games, all the way coming in here on the stretch is going to be, it's so tight. You know, like if you look at the, the wild cards, you know, they're, there is a few teams there that uh, that will switch spots, and you know, hopefully, we can take a step up and lead the wild card spots. And but it, it's tight; it's a tough division. But I have a good feeling. Seems like you're keeping track of your former team. I love that. So if there's a playoff run, will you come and join us, and then we'll go play your game in, in Sterling Heights with you? That's a deal. <laughs> all right thank sign you. me up thank you so much again yeah. i miss talking to you in the red wings locker room you're a legend here we love you um and uh, we can't wait to try your new game so thanks for joining us yeah thanks for having me guys by the way quick little thing out of yeah. kansas city this just popped up gabe wallace teenager was running from the bullets he was stressed out very upset an older burly guy in a red jacket came up and put his arm around him he said just breathe, man. You're going to be okay. Andy Reid. Oh, wow. The Chiefs oh. coach. He was there comforting victims who had fled the shots. Pretty. He, we know we love him. 
love me even more. This takes it to another level. And we've got a great Michigan One inventor. One more quick that, hit yeah, here, Lloyd. Yes, yeah, let me tell you, when you're eating your Pop-Tarts this morning, think of William Bill Post. He's credited with inventing the beloved Pop-Tarts for Kellogg's. He passed away at the age of 96, leaving behind this legacy that shaped breakfast tables worldwide. Raised in Grand Rapids, Post's journey began at Heckman Biscuit Company before his pivotal role in creating the iconic toaster pastry. His ingenuity led to the birth of the Pop-Tart in 1964, a snack sensation that sold out within weeks. His career extended to Keebler and eventually Kellogg's, where he served as a senior vice president before retiring to Michigan. Despite retirement, he remained a a, uh, consultant and shared the Pop-Tart story, inspiring generations. His wife, Florence, shared 72 years of marriage with him until her passing in 2020. As a testament of his impact, a Netflix movie, Unfrosted, the Pop-Tart Story, starring Jerry Seinfeld. That's set for release May 3rd. That's a, that's fun. Well, what Guy a, can attest they were unfrosted. They, yeah, when we got them when I was a kid, they weren't frosted. And I thought that they, that's when they lost me, was when they, when they frosted them. Too sugary. Really? I want to I put butter on them. Oh, God. They are delicious. <laughs> they are. And I didn't know it was a Grand Rapids legend who brought it to oh, my, my table. God. Yeah. Wow. And he didn't take it to the post company. He took it to Kellogg's. <laughs> right. I don't know what happened. When we come back, he is, according to the RNC, the new head of the Michigan Republican Party. There are those that think otherwise. Pete Hoekstra, next on JR Morning.